Hello and welcome to Goop Tales, episode 51, Chryso and the Chocolate Hills of the Philippines. I'm Maria Calanchini and I'm the author of Goop Tales. So can you believe we're at episode 51 and how many goops are there? There's 52! So that means Anoya is the last goop, but not the last goop tale. I've got some things in store, and you have been sending me some great suggestions for some new goop names, although I have a couple in mind myself, but I've gotten some really great ideas from all of you that you've emailed me and put in your iTunes reviews. So I read each and every one of those. So thank you. Thank you for sending those. And I promise I will write more Goop Tales with the current Goops and some new ones I have up my sleeve. So before we get into this story, I just want to say Thank you for all the amazing reviews that you have been writing, and I love reading them. And I'm going to give you a little incentive to leave a review. And I know most of you, maybe you're only four or five years old, and you can't go write your own review. So I so appreciate the parents out there writing these reviews on iTunes, because they make a big difference. They help push this up in the iTunes feed, this podcast, and they help other people to discover Goop Tales. So I'll make you a promise. I will put out the next one on Anoya and the change of seasons even faster if I get more reviews. It motivates me to work even faster. So please leave those. And if you don't know how to do that, just go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews. Now, this one did take me a while to put out, and the reason was is because I was traveling. I went to Croatia. Remember when Picky Ida went to Croatia? I finally got to visit that land, although I did not get any white truffles. Hmm. In any case, I got to go to Croatia, and then I went to Greece, which there was also a goop in Greece. Who remembers which goop went to Greece? I do. And then I went to Malta. Malta is this incredible little country that is on the Mediterranean. And it is amazing. So, so beautiful. I'm for sure going to put a goop in Malta. But this tale has the goop set in, or has the tale set in, the chocolate hills of the Philippines. So there really are chocolate hills in the Philippines. And if you want to see what they look like, you can go to my Instagram at Goop Tales and find me on Instagram. Please follow and comment. I love to talk with you there. And I'm putting up pictures of the chocolate hills and I am putting up pictures of a tarsier. A tarsier is featured in this story today. And it's like a, I don't even know how to describe how they look. It's almost like a tiny, smaller monkey with much longer, like frog-like legs and arms and giant, giant eyes. And their heads swivel around 180 degrees. It's amazing. So there's a tarsier, a really 
cute, sweet tarsier in this story today. So that's it for the introduction. I'm going to get started with the story and then I will see you on the other side where I tell you about the next scoop tale. So enjoy and I'll see you on the other side. The little cry so, as a rule, was hardly ever late to school. He was as truthful as could be, and kind to all his friends was he. But if he couldn't have his way, he used to cry almost all day. Once upon a time, there was a very earnest and amiable young goop called Chryso. Chryso was well-loved by all of the other goops because he was almost always kind and generous. Putting others before himself was a wonderful habit of Chryso's. If there was a long lunch line, he didn't mind letting others go ahead. If there was only one cupcake left, he didn't mind that Nibeline took it. If Gablia was rambling on and on, he would listen patiently, even if all of the other goops had wandered away bored. The only time the other goops fled his presence was when he began to cry. Because once Chryso started to cry, he could go on and on and on for a whole day if he was really upset. Chryso was well known for crying a river if he didn't get his way, which didn't happen very often due to his charm. He could go fishing and charm a fish to jump right out of the water just by dangling a tasty worm and smiling down at the fish. One fine winter day, Chrysa woke up and decided that he wanted to have pancakes with raspberry syrup for breakfast. His mother informed him she was all out of raspberry syrup, but she did have blueberry. Chryso was in one of his moods this particular chilly day, and he wasn't having it, so he started to cry. But I want raspberry! His poor mother could see how worked up he was getting, and she knew that he was going to spin into a full-on crying fit. So she opened up the front door and asked him to kindly take it outside. Chryso quickly obliged and headed out the door, where he could cry even louder. He walked along through the snow, watching as his teardrops melted a path in front of him. The path quickly grew until it looked like a giant winding caterpillar. <laughs> what is this path and why are you crying? asked a rather annoyed sounding little voice. Chryso stopped his crying, looked up, and perked up his ears. Um, I asked you a question, said the same voice. Annoya? Is that you? asked Chrysa with a little laugh. <laughs> he would recognize Anoya's voice anywhere. She was easily annoyed and loved to tease others. Chrysa always laughed at Anoya. 
She was so predictable, it made him chuckle. Haha, it is me. You're right, of course, called out Anoya. But what is this path? Your path of tears. Where is it going? She asked. I don't know. I was just following it along. But I have no idea where it will end, replied Chryso, who had stopped crying. But look, it has ended. You stopped crying. You need to start crying again, called out Anoya, who reached over and pinched Chryso on his arm just to get him started again. Anoya, I know what you're up to, laughed Chryso, but he didn't cry. Anoya rolled her eyes. You need to cry, not laugh, or else we will never find out where this path leads, said Anoya. Anoya, you just make me laugh. I can't help it. I don't think I can cry anymore. Anoya flared her eyes at this news. She wasn't pleased. Chrysa watched her eyes grow large and angry. No one could flare their eyes like Anoya. This made Chryso laugh even harder. He laughed so hard, he started to cry. Anoya quickly caught on to what was happening, and she flared her eyes even more. She was like a tempest in a teacup, flailing her arms about in anger and flaring her eyes. Chryso couldn't help himself. He fell into a fit of uncontrollable giggles, and the tears flooded from his face. Down they streamed as the path grew quickly in front of them. They had to run to keep up with all the twists and turns. As they turned a sharp corner, Anoya slipped and Chryso laughed even harder. His tears were so strong, they caused a tiny river beneath his feet that picked him up and carried him away. Anoya watched with wide eyes as Chryso disappeared behind a large, snow-covered pine tree. She listened as his laughter grew further and further. And then there was nothing but silence. Chrysa was gone, and the path had disappeared. Chapter 2 Chryso could feel cool water surrounding him and carrying him away. He had been crying so hard he could hardly see because his eyes were so full of tears. He wiped them with two very wet little hands and looked around. As he looked down, he saw his own reflection beaming back at him from the clearest water he had ever seen. At first, he thought he was looking in a mirror. Glimmers of sparkling silver flew in and out of the water. Chryso shook his head, thinking he would wake up from a fairy dream. And then he asked out loud, What sort of river is this? Some kind of magical river? Yes, it is the Enchanted River. Of the Philippines, replied a little voice. Chryso turned his head and saw a fish 
with shimmering scales fly through the water and then disappear. Without warning, another fish hopped right out near him and said, Watch out for the Duwatas at nightfall, or you will be lost forever. Then he disappeared just as quickly as he came. Chrysa was confused. He didn't know what a Duwata was, but he didn't like the sound of being lost forever. He was an excellent swimmer, so he swam to shore and rested on a riverbank full of lush green plants and trees on the edge of a jungle. Chryso nestled down under a large fern and gazed at the enchanted river, watching the silver-backed fish play tag. He spent the entire afternoon laughing, swimming, and sitting in the sun. Chryso was having such a marvelous time, he forgot that he was all alone until the sun started to set and the sparkle disappeared from the river. And then he remembered the warning words from the silvery fish. He stood up and started to explore the jungle around him, hoping to find shelter for the night. As he walked along through the acacia trees, he wondered aloud, Do water, do water, what is a do water? Suddenly he stopped as he heard a crackle in the tree above him. He froze with one foot in front of the other and slowly turned his head in every direction, up, down, left, and right. There was nothing but jungle trees. Still, Chryso didn't dare move. He knew he had heard something. He remained frozen as his feet started to ache. And then, there it was again. Another crackle from the acacia tree. At this point, Chryso was ready to burst into tears. He was alone in a darkening jungle, and he knew that something or someone was watching him from above. But if I cry, they will surely find me. I must stay silent, he thought to himself. He peered up through the tree branches and was met with darkness. Don't move, he said to himself again. And then, suddenly, there was the crackle again. Only this time, it was louder and closer. Chryso looked up to see two enormous eyeballs staring back at him. Chryso and the eyeballs just stared at one another. There was only a few feet between them, and neither one moved until Chryso couldn't stand it anymore, and the tears silently rushed from his eyes one after the other. And they didn't stop until the voice attached to the giant eyeballs finally said, Stop! Please stop! Don't cry! I won't hurt you! I just wanted to see who would call for the Duwadas. You really shouldn't call for them. And the little voice whispered and looked around when it said the word Duwadas. Chryso was so relieved 
to hear a friendly voice that he stopped crying. Why? Why not? What is it? Do what? But before Chryso could finish saying the word, the little creature held his finger to his lips to indicate silence. Then he climbed down from the tree and whispered into Chryso's ear. The little creature was a tarsier named Isco. He looked a little bit like a tiny, chubby monkey with no neck, frog-like legs, and enormous saucer eyes. He told Chryso that the Duwadas were spirits that lived in the jungles and forests of the Philippines, and they protected them from all intruders. They were luminescent and had an irresistible glow. If you saw them, you couldn't help but follow them deep, deep into the jungle, so deep you would never find your way out. They're just protecting the jungle for all of us who live here. But I don't want you to get lost. They have lured many fishermen away from the enchanted river and into the jungle. The fishermen have never been seen since, so it keeps the other ones away. Chryso listened intently as Isco spoke. He was imagining a Dewada and thinking how surely he would be able to resist the lure of the luminescent Dewada light. As Isco and Chryso whispered under the cover of a large fern, a pearly white glow slid over them. Chryso looked up to admire the moon, but it wasn't the moon. Instead, he saw the light of the Duwadas. It was mesmerizing. The spirits moved through the night air with ease and grace, and they lit up everything around them. Chrysa wanted to reach out and touch them and bathe in their light. He got up and began to follow the Duwadas in a trance-like state. Isco watched as Chrysa wandered away. He knew nothing he could say would break the spell that Chrysa was under. Chapter 3 Chryso walked deeper into the jungle, surrounded by the glowing light of the Duwadas. He pushed away brush and trees, clearing a path as he forged ahead. Isco silently followed from the trees above. He hopped from branch to branch, making sure to always keep Chryso in his sight, which wasn't too difficult because he had a glowing light around him. But Isco knew that once Chrysa was deep into the hidden heart of the jungle, that the Duwadas would fade away and no one would ever see him again. He couldn't let this happen. He needed to get Chrysa to the Chocolate Hills. The Chocolate Hills were hundreds of miles away and across the Sulu Sea. There were over 1,000 chocolate hills that looked like chocolate kisses popping up from the earth. And Isco knew that if Chryso could stand on one of them, he could make 
just one wish that would be granted. But how? How could he get him there? Isco kept a close eye on the light of the Duwadas. They were moving quickly, and he had no time to lose. He thought about the Sulu Sea and wondered how he could ever transport Chryso across hundreds of miles of water, when he himself didn't even know how to swim. Despite all of the challenges, Isco was determined to find a way. He was a Tarsier, and although he was tiny, he was strong and proud, and he never gave up. Never. Chryso! Chryso! Look at me! called out Isco, but Chryso just carried on, following the Duwadas in a trance. Chryso, please! Please! I'm trying to help you! he called again, but Chryso didn't even glance his way. Isco looked around as it grew darker, desperately trying to find help, or an idea, or a way out for Chryso, but nothing! There was nothing, sang a beautiful voice from below, followed by a tiny splashing sound. Isco looked down from his tree to see the silvery tail of a mermaid flitting in and out of a pool of water hidden deep in the jungle. The mermaids of the enchanted river were legend, but Isco had never seen one. The legend said that mermaids were hidden in the enchanted river and they moved about through secret underground water tunnels and bathed in hidden pools by the light of the moon. Isco's giant eyes seemed to grow a size bigger as he watched a mermaid in the pool below look up at his tree and sing out again. She's calling to me, thought Isco. He looked down at her and called out, Can you help us? I must get Chryso to the Chocolate Hills before the Duwadas make him disappear forever. The mermaid looked up at the trees and sang out again, while giving a tiny nod of her head. Oh, Chryso, Chryso, this is it! The mermaid will help you! She will take you to the Chocolate Hills! Called out Isco as he looked around for Chryso. But there was only darkness. The light of the Duwadas had disappeared. And so had Chryso. Chapter 4 Isco didn't waste a moment before he sent out a tarsier signal asking for help. He was resourceful, nocturnal, and well-connected. There was a network of tarsiers that lived throughout the jungle, and Isco knew them all. He called out to the other tarsiers and asked them who could see the light of the Duwadas. At first, No one answered back, but Isco didn't give up. He kept on calling until he heard a faint reply. It was so faint, he thought 
he almost didn't hear it. But he opened up his ears and twisted his head in the direction of the sound. And then he heard it again. Another Tarsier was answering him. It was Isko's cousin, Palu. And he said he could see the light of the Duwadas. And Chryso was following below on the ground. Isko quickly moved himself in the direction of Palu's voice. He launched himself from tree to tree and was happy to see that he was following a path along the river. He could see the mermaid below, following in the water. She understood what was happening. Isko and the mermaid moved quickly until he could see the light of the Duwadas and Chryso following in a trance from the ground below. They were just about to enter deep into the jungle, and Isko knew he had no choice, that it was now or never. He signaled to Palu, and the two of them jumped from the trees onto the ground right behind Chryso, and they pushed him into the water. Chryso resisted, but there were two of them and one of him, and they were strong. The minute he landed in the water, the mermaid swept him up and carried him away. Isko watched as the mermaid's tail disappeared into the enchanted river. He looked over at Palu and put his head down to cry. He knew he would never see Chryso again. Palu smiled and said, You did the right thing, and he will never forget you. This made Isko smile a bit. Meanwhile, the mermaid sped in and out of secret water passages deep into the Sulu Sea. She twisted and turned, curved around and about, and moved with the grace and speed that only a mermaid can. Chrysa was still and silent and went along for the ride. He had no idea how he ended up in the arms of a mermaid deep under the sea. Finally, after what seemed like days, the mermaid emerged from the water and set Chryso on land. Then she sang out a song, with no words, but somehow Chryso understood, and he knew everything that had happened, and he knew what Isko had done for him. Tears of joy started to pour from his eyes and create a path. At first, it was just a puddle, but then it turned into a tiny river of tears that Chryso followed one step after the other, all the while thinking about how lucky he was that Isko was his friend. He followed his tear path for hours until finally he had no tears left to cry. And then he looked up and saw the chocolate hills of the Philippines. They were everywhere, like little chocolate mountains, popping up from the earth, one after the other. Chrysa was enchanted and exhausted. He sat down on one of the chocolate hills and said out loud, I wish I could say thank you to Isco. And just like that, Isco appeared. Isco, what are you doing here? I was just wishing for you, asked a very surprised Chryso 
Isco laughed and explained to Chryso all that had happened. Then he told him that they were in the Chocolate Hills, and this was where Chryso could make just one wish upon a hill that would come true. Just one? asked Chryso sadly. Isco nodded, and then he smiled and said, And I get to make one too. What will you wish for? asked Chryso. Isco looked at Chryso and gave him a hug with his big, long, tarsier fingers and asked, Friends forever? Always, answered Chryso. Then Isco said, I wish for you to go safely back to your home in Goop World. Chryso smiled and waved goodbye as he began to sink into the chocolate hill. Down, down, down he went until he was no longer visible. Isco knew that Chryso was safely on his way home. Warm earth surrounded Chryso and he closed his eyes and let it carry him away until he opened them again to find himself back in Goop World on a lane full of snow-covered pine trees. He smiled and looked around, and then he remembered how he had left Anoya behind. Anoya! I must find Anoya and tell her all about the Enchanted River and the Chocolate Hills, thought Chryso, and then he raced off to find her. But Anoya was nowhere to be found. She was caught in a change of seasons. But that is a tale for another time. Okay, so that's it for this Goop Tale. And if you loved it, which I hope you did, please go to iTunes and leave a review. And remember, you can go to gooptales.com forward slash reviews and I show you how to do it just in case you don't know. And I hope you'll meet me on Instagram where I'm putting up pictures of the Chocolate Hills, of the Tarsier like Isco in this story, and a lot of other photos of what is going on in the Goop Tales world. So now if you want to get a t-shirt with your favorite goop on it, you can go to shop.gooptales.com. And I really appreciate you getting a t-shirt because it helps support Goop Tales. And you can also use a donate button on the Goop Tales website if you don't want to get a t-shirt. Everything's appreciated. It helps to keep me going, my sound editor going, and to help me create more Goop Tales. So that is it. Oh, also you can get your free coloring book when you go to gooptales.com. There's a pop-up and you can sign up for a free coloring book. I've got some things I'm thinking of in the works for making a real coloring book, um, which will be very exciting. A lot of things I want to do in this upcoming year in 2019 and work a lot more on Goop Tales. So all of your support and your great reviews help me to do that. And next story for the final goop, well, for goop number 52, I shouldn't say the final goop, Anoya, she gets caught in a change of season. So I will see you in the next goop tale. 
And remember, make every day a goop day.